Hi, everybody. My name is Autumn. I'm the editor of the podcast. You might know me from Export Audio. And this is the first episode of the Delver Archives. Delver, if you don't know, is a game written by Nora, my co-host on Export Audio, and Natalie, a friend of ours. Um, And in... Just in our friend group, we've been playing a lot of Delver recently. It's a really fucking good game. I, oh, I'm obsessed with it. And we just wanted to record a couple sessions. Like, we just, we've been playing it a lot, and we wanted to make things for people to hear. Um, We actually tried recording it as just a normal episode of Export Audio a few months ago, and the files just were destroyed like like cassette tapes in a flooded basement um so yeah we just really wanted to record it and get it out there for people to hear you know just for their own enjoyment or to like get some examples of how delver is like played like how you know it it exists out in the wilds um and all that sort of stuff um this session that you're about to hear today is extremely good. I, numerous times while editing the episode, just like tabbed over to Discord to just holler at Natalie, yo, y'all are extremely good role players. Like, it's, mm, it's amazing. It's really amazing, I think. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for you to hear this. And there were some technical issues with the recording, um, just balls dropping and sort of internet problems like that. And so if you hear, in particular, Natalie, like, stop in mid-sentence, if you hear her make some robot noises, if you hear, like, like, a sentence is going and then it seems to totally change track, like, midway through, and you're just like, how did she get from A to B... That's probably what that is, is probably just, like, me doing my best as, um, you know, the internet dropped and she reconnected and etc. So, yeah, if there's just any weirdness, that's all it is. Um, I don't know that I have other things to say at this moment. So I guess uh, we're going to just let the nice sounds of the bonfire whisk you away into a big beefy two-hour recording of the game uh i hope you like it as much as i do thanks let's see what's the best way to do this um maybe we can introduce ourselves first all right oh you're right because we're recording Mm mm-hmm uh what how do i i don't have a hook um you don't have to have one that's fine uh my name's ken my pronouns are he and him and i like playing games and then i like writing half games and leaving the files on my computer to be found by future explorers who couldn't possibly imagine what i was thinking about when i left off that's game design to me (laughs) this is this is game design to me yeah okay my name is natalie i use she her pronouns 
Um, you can't find me on the internet, but you can find Delver, the game we're going to play today, at neithernora.itch.io slash Delver, D-E-L-V-E-R. Yeah, so we're just going to go right from the top is what I'm thinking. So we're going to be reading through the document. I'm, so Ten has already read the Delver document, is what he has told me. But I'm going to <laughs> pretend as if he hadn't. So we're going to go through awesome. this as if Ten had never played this game before. I hope that's okay, Ten. Uh, it's preferable, actually, because uh, I'm a poor mm-hmm. rule learner from reading, surprisingly. So That is actually very common and very fair. Absolutely. Okay. So the place that I like to start when I'm playing Delphur is I like to start at the introduction. <laughs> the very, very introduction. So I think this is on page four. It yeah. says the world is starting to forget. So I'm just going to read this out loud. Um, I'm sorry, listeners, if you don't like the sound of my voice, uh, you can, if you have a copy of Delphur, read along if you want. Um, but good luck. Okay. So the world is starting to forget. It forgets history, kings and halls of gold with conquering hands stained red. It forgets faith, the high walls of righteous keeps and thatched roofs of humble chapels. It forgets knowledge, musty libraries and clockwork machines. It forgets life, skin tinged with blushes and eyes wet with tears. A great fog of forgetting creeps in, stealing things you used to know. Always in your peripheral, it wafts and waits to consume the things you love. We hold it back with torches of memory's ire. One last breath of fight before the dusk. One scrambled meaning before the dark, oppressing shadow of oblivion. But the sun rises on the wrong horizon. The edges of the map fade like ink on parchment. The wind dies. The creatures of the woods fall silent. Go, traveler. Find meaning where you can before the sleep of forgetfulness whisks you away into the eternal night. So Delver is a game of dungeon crawling to be specific surreal dungeon crawling um to play delver you will need one to four friends we've got that some six-sided dice i don't know if you have that 10 but if you don't you can find an online dice roller you can i do figure something out yeah um and something to write with paper and pencil an online writing tool whatever works so actually also in so we're recording this in discord and i was going to say 10 in the discord we actually have a dice spot but if you have d6s on you physically then that's super fun too i literally had a bag full of d6s next to my bed because of a game i played yesterday so it works out in the end hell yeah good shit okay so the world is starting to forget and its memories are pooling into the dungeon the dungeon is ever present and you can always find an entrance if you know where to look all manner of strange things unknown histories and storied artifacts have trickled in as well as the people who seek to recover them some want their past some want power, some want truth, and some want redemption. All of them want to survive and get out, but the dungeon resists. One of you will play as the record keeper. That's me. It will be my job to present the threats that populate the dungeon and to speak for the other peoples within the dungeon. That's my only job here. Um, an important thing that the game tells me to do later, that I'm going to do right now, is to say that um, I have no more authority over this story or over this game or over its rules than you do, Ten. So we might come upon a thing and we'll both be like, hmm, I don't know how this is going to work in this situation. And I will not be the final say. It will be both of us together who have the final say. So I am I am not I am not the person who who is deciding everything here. Okay, just wanted to get that out of the way. 
Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of you, that's you, will play as members of the party. So the this text is assuming that there's going to be more than one other player besides the record keeper, but there doesn't have to be, and the game works without that. Um, but the text kind of sounds like it's going to talk as if there are more people in the party and there aren't. It's just mm-hmm. you. So That's great. The rest of you will play as the party. You're a group of scavengers, heroes, thieves, and scholars. You've been hired, volunteered, or forced into this. But to get out, you will need to work together. As a party, read the party principles aloud together. These are the most important tenets of play for you, as a character and as a player. Try to keep them in mind as play progresses, and stop to refresh yourselves if you feel like you've forgotten. We're going to mosey on down to the party principles now. Can you help me by reading some of these aloud, too? So that yeah. it's not just me. Um, do you want me to read the bullet points or do you want me to read the full, the, the full part principle? Yeah. So like all okay. of the paragraphs in that principle. Fill the dungeon with mystery. Don't assume you know perfectly well how the dungeon works. None of us do. No one has even the slightest inkling of what it holds, how long it has been here or who built it. No one is the master of the dungeon. Every time someone enters the dungeon, it is in a different configuration, with a different environment, and filled with different threats. No two dungeons are the same. As a player, fill the dungeon with questions that you are interested in seeing answered, and try to find out what the answers are as you play. Trust in your friends to say and do interesting things, to provoke an understanding of what the dungeon is and what secrets it holds. Don't plan out what you want to happen. The dungeon will thwart you. Think about your character similarly. You don't know everything about your past, your present, your future. As you play, be open to revelation. Embrace uncertainty in the dungeon. Okay. Live dangerously, live passionately. In the dungeon, any moment could be your last. But any moment could also be a chance at greatness, and happiness at truth. You must take those moments with purpose and clarity of vision. Do not go headlong into danger, but also do not shy away from it. Think cleverly, but also think quickly. As a player, don't be afraid to give the first answer that comes to your mind. Indulge yourself in the things you find interesting and exciting. Don't spend time worrying about if your friends will like it. Trust that they will. Or if they don't, that your time in this world will be fleeting enough for it not to matter. Find clever solutions to your problems. The dungeon will kill you if you let it. It will chew you up and swallow your bones and your memories and your name. To survive in the dungeon, you will have to be quick on your feet. But more importantly, you must cloak yourself in in your wits. Find patterns and exploit them to survive. This is what the dungeon asks of you. As a player, think of the dungeon as a series of puzzles. Your job is to learn how they work, what makes them tick, and to solve them before they kill you. The unfortunate thing is that you won't find the solutions on your character sheet. You might be able to solve an enemy by killing it, but it would be just as quick and not nearly as dangerous to sneak around it, to confound it, to find a different path, or to befriend it. Not every enemy will be amenable to this. This is where your cleverness must factor in. Yeah. The last principle is build together. You don't need to be glued to each other at all times, but if you turn on your party, you will be destroyed. If you want to get out of the dungeon alive, you'll have to work together with yourself. (laughs) Um, As 
And that works. Okay. As players, encourage each other. When it's hard, support each other. Pay attention to what your friends are feeling, what they're doing, and what they're saying. Ask for help when you need it. Offer help when you can. If you're describing a room or coming up with an item and you're not sure how to do it, ask for help. If you're uncomfortable with what's going on in the game or with something so if or with something someone said, please take care of yourself. I know it's hard and I know it's scary, but it's their role, both as a player in this game and as your friend, to listen to you and to care. So as part of building together, we're going to take this opportunity to close our eyes to these, to cast some stuff out of our mind. So before you enter the dungeon, you must cast off the things that cling to you. Declare, if you want, something to cast off from your mind before you enter. Anything that you do not feel ready to confront should be cast off here. Perhaps you will be ready to face it in another time, in another dungeon, with another group, but that needn't mean you're ready to face it now. All things come with time. Some examples might be violence targeting a specific body part, like your eyes or your teeth. Perhaps you carry a fear of spiders and do not wish to face any within the dungeon. Or maybe you aren't ready to confront abuse in the dungeon. Whatever your friends cast off, respect these decisions. Honor their trust and vulnerability. Do not, do, do not let that which they have cast off find its way into the dungeon. Remember to build together. Take care of each other when you delve. One of your friends might not realize they aren't ready to confront something until they encounter it in the dungeon. Respect them and their needs and help them avoid it until they are ready. I'm going to open up a notepad so I can write this shit down. Cool. I want to close my eyes to violence to eyes. I don't think yeah. I'm ready to face that in the dungeon. Is there anything you want to close your eyes to? Um... It's okay if you can't think of anything right now. Not that I imagine that this would come up in a game with us, but um, Mm -hmm. no sexual violence. That seems bad. Okay. So we have closed our eyes to violence to eyes and sexual violence. If something comes up later and it's something that we didn't think about when we first started talking about this, it's okay to stop and say, I think I need to close my eyes to this. And Mm -hmm. if you do that, we'll just completely skip over it. We don't need to get into it if you don't feel ready to or up to doing it. So now that we have talked about our principles, we have talked about how we're going to help take care of each other. It's time to start thinking about characters, specifically character, because you're the only one who's going to make a character here. (laughs) So... Um, characters in Delver are defined by resources and Mm -hmm. gear and the interactions those have with each other. That's the only thing that defines who your character is besides what you bring to the table. So the resources in this case are health, stamina, and focus. Um, If you want to think about this in video game terms, I don't know if that will help you, Ten, but it might help listeners. Health is like the red bar in a video game. Um, stamina is like the green bar in a video game and focus is like the blue bar in a video game. So your health will be used up as you go through the dungeon and you take enemy attacks. Your stamina (laughs) will be used up as you interact with the environment, as you, um, avoid enemy attacks, as you attack enemies back. And your blue bar will be used up when you do stuff that's really particularly intricate or difficult. Um, Stuff like casting spells or um, using specific technically difficult parts of your weapon or um, resisting effects in the dungeon or things like that. 
So those are the sort of three resources that you'll be balancing and dealing with in the dungeon. So every character in Delver starts with 10 of each of these. So 10 health, 10 stamina, and 10 focus. It's telling me, the game says, um, while everyone else is making characters, the record keeper should read the how to play the record keeper section. I've already read that multiple times because I wrote this game. Um, so I'm not going to do that. But imagine that I were going to do that instead. That would be, it would be then now that I'm doing that. Instead, um, we're going to walk through some character creation stuff. So the first part of choosing your character and deciding who you want to play is picking a background. So your background mm-hmm. des- start, describes the starting point for your character. Um, these are like generalized archetypes, um, but the thing that they give you is specifically gear. They give you your baggage that you take into the dungeon with you, but you can let that go and you can find new things in the dungeon. You don't have to be weighed down by your past. Um, So anyone can basically do anything in that kind of sense. And so you don't have to feel like if you pick one of these, you'll be locked out of doing anything else because you won't be. So um, I had a kind of, funny idea for my character i i think i'm gonna be an officer because they get a flask they do uh but maybe i'm convincing maybe i'm hoping i could convince you that it would be could be a teapot oh it could um, absolutely be so that i can play the dormouse from alice in wonderland because i I really want to epic naps I heard there is a dope place to take a nap in this dungeon. Oh my god, that's really good. That's extremely good. So let's read the officer description. The officer is a member of nobility cast aside. The officer has a rapier, a buckler, medicinal potions, and a teapot. Yes. Okay, I'm super into this. So you are playing the Dormouse officer going into the dungeon. Are you literally the door a dormouse, or are you like the archetype of the dormouse in a different kind of body? I'm, yeah, I think I'm the archetype of the dormouse. Possibly, like not even like rat folk anthropomorphized. Maybe mm-hmm. like slightly uh, animalistic looking, but yeah. mostly human. That's really cool. I'm gonna read a couple of the other backgrounds just to, like give people who are listening an idea of what. Um, other kinds of characters they could play. Um, There is the apostate, who is a wielder of dangerous magic frowned upon by society. There is the bard, who is a storyteller and songwriter with a tongue as sharp as their sword. Um, There is the warden, a stalwart warrior pledged to protect. Um, The strider, a nomadic scholar full of knowledge. The neophyte, who is a mender of hearts and bodies robed in faith. And quite a few more that I'm not going to read because there are a lot of them. So those are some ideas for what the kinds of characters you might be able to play are in this game. So um, the next thing you get to pick is your gift. So your gift is like a benefit that differentiates your character from your friend's characters. Unlike the gear from your background, this choice is permanent and can't be changed. So this is something you take with you into the dungeon and it is something you will take with you out of the dungeon. I think I want intuition. Ooh, okay. So intuition says, you know beasts, wild things, and unthinking instinct better than you know people. Tell the record keeper to always treat monsters as people when they interact with you. 
they'll understand. That's a really good one. I really like that for this character. So you are, and, and some of those words will probably not make sense to people who are listening to this. They might make sense later. I understand what they mean, and that's what matters. Um, <laughs> because I'm the record keeper here. But yeah, yeah. So you are the intuitive officer, Officer Dormouse. The, well, the intuitive officer. Um, so the next thing you get to pick is your raiment. So your raiment describes the clothes and armor you wear into the dungeon. The dangers you face there are to be avoided before confronted, and many delvers forego traditional armor. However, some yet find comfort in shining steel or flowing vestments, and comfort is a precious rare thing these days. Raiment is purely aesthetic in this game. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing it does is look pretty. So it's like uh, dress up souls or whatever it's called. It's just you're. It's like a. It's like a you getting to choose and and pick your own aesthetic appearance. Um, but your raiment is purely aesthetic, and it can't be damaged or lost. It's your own self image, your own memory of what you wear. If you have lost your raiment, you have lost yourself. A different way to say that might be: if it is damaged or lost, that means you are damaged or lost. I think I want uh, steel eyes. Ooh, steel eyes are sharp, subtle, oh my god, not subtle, sharp, subtle, and stony. Oh, I really like that. So you are the intuitive officer with steel eyes. And the last thing you get to pick is your character goal. It sounds like you already have a character goal. Um, Oh, yeah. Which is is pretty dope, IMO. Yeah. Um, So everyone who does what you do has a reason. What's yours? So you want to think about this list that we have as generative. Um, the goals that I have given on this list are springboards into something interesting and personal to your character. You don't need to pick a goal specifically from this list, but perhaps it can be an inspiration to you. So examples from this list are like recover your family's lost heirloom, find your friend or sibling deep in the dungeon, seek out knowledge long lost, seal away something that should not exist, find your lost animals, um, achieve or avoid your fated destiny or achieve or avoid your impending doom, stuff like that. So, but... 10, unfortunately, already has a character goal, and that is to find a good place to nap. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe a better way is to say, like, maybe find a good place to rest. Yeah. I, I think there um, is legend amongst my peoples that there's, like, a, like an ancient napping ground, resting ground in this, uh, in this dungeon. Oh, fuck but yeah. We've been too afraid for centuries to go find it. Um, and I think to restore, I'm cast aside currently, so trying mm-hmm. to restore my glory amongst my people, if I find this resting place, I'm sure they'll let me back into the club. Oh, that's really good. Um, so normally when I play with only one other person, I don't ask them to pick a party goal unless they want to. Um, but party goals are things that the whole group shares, um, and you choose it as a group. Um, you should think about your party goal as like a flag to the record keeper. This will tell them what kind of threats you're interested in seeing in the dungeon. Um, your party goal, if you're playing with multiple people, is how you figure out when you're done playing. Either you have like a time limit and everyone needs to go at a certain point, or you'll say, oh, we finished our party goal, we're done for today. So those are pretty, they're pretty generic in general, and that's intentional. They're supposed to be generic as compared to the character goals, really specific, interesting, and evocative stuff. But yeah, so we don't really have to get into that now. Um, there will definitely be yeah. another episode where we actually 
have multiple people and we'll maybe get into the party goals a little bit more. Um, but I think just having your I want to find a good place to nap party goal is really good. Cool. Okay. The last thing that we need to talk about before we get into playing is load. So load is the amount of stuff you are carrying. The stuff that you carry has tags. This is important to figuring out your load. Um, And some of them have a tag called heft. Heft is like a really important tag in this game. Um, A lot Mm -hmm. of items have it. Not all items do. Um, But anything that you carry with you, um, you add up the heft tags of those items. If an, if an item doesn't have a heft tag, you treat it as one heft for the purposes of load. So okay. in this case, the officer has... Let me just get back up there. The officer has a rapier, a buckler, medicinal potions, and a teapot. So the rapier has a heft tag. The buckler has a heft tag. Medicinal potions have the heft tag. The teapot doesn't have any tags at all. Every background starts with an item that doesn't have any tags. That doesn't mean it's not useful or interesting or super cool, which the teapot is all of those things. Um, It just means that it's up to you to make it useful, interesting, and super cool. It's up to you to figure out how that will be important to you as you play the game. So, but the rapier buckler and um, medicinal uh, potions do all have heft tags. So the rapier is heft three. The buckler is heft two. And if I remember correctly, the medicinal potions are heft two as well. So the way that you figure out your load is you add up three for the rapier, plus two for the buckler, plus two for the potions, plus one for the teapot. Does that make sense? Yep. Cool. So three plus, I have to actually do this math now, three plus two plus two plus one is eight. Um, (laughs) So your load is eight. This is important if your load gets higher than your maximum stamina, which for you is 10. Mm -hmm. You take the difference as a penalty to your stamina each round. So basically, you like reduce your stamina by that much. Um, So if you are carrying a lot of stuff with you, then it's going to really bog you down. It'll be difficult for you to interact with the world. It'll be difficult for you to be careful, be cautious, and also... um, be aggressive when you need to. So yeah. that's that's what you want to think about for a Lotus. Like, am I above 10? Am I too high above 10? Ah, type stuff. Yeah, so cool. cool. Now we can get into playing the game. So we're going to go down to page 30. Pass all the lists. You can, if you have your a PDF with, uh, a PDF reader with uh, the bookmarks on it, which it should have, but uh, you can go down to the Playing Delver bookmark, and that's exactly where we are. Okay. Okay, so Delver has a specific flow to the game that play follows. Here's what it looks like. Starting play. After you've made characters and chosen a party goal, we kind of did that, um, start at the beginning of the dungeon. Everyone say what weapons you have at the start of the dungeon, If have in your hands at the start of the dungeon, if any. So what weapons do you have in your hands? Are you holding physically ready to fight with them? Yeah, I think I'm holding my rapier and buckler, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, any weapon that you don't have specifically in your hands, um, you might have sheath or you might have on your back. Um, and this is mm-hmm. important because it does take time and a little bit of energy to 
like change the weapons that you have to unsheath your sword or to get your buckler off your back. Um, and in the middle of combat or as you're exploring, that can matter. Yeah. yeah. So, um, absolutely. Then the oldest person playing, descri- I'm going to read this whole full sentence. It's a big sentence. We're just going to strap in. We will go, we will explain what all the words mean as we go. But the oldest person playing describes the entrance you take and the first room you step in as if it were the exploration phase and they had scouted. The, let's look at the first part of the first sentence first. So the oldest person playing, who here is older, you or me? I think it's you. I, I'm a, I'm 33. I You're think 33. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Um, you are allowed to lie about your age um, for the yeah. record. Uh, if you don't want to go first, but absolutely you can go first. I'm 112 years old. Oh my god. Wow. I know. That's really impressive. You're doing great. Um, I've seen your selfies. You're looking great for that age. (laughs) Okay, so Uh, let's look at the next part of the sentence. The oldest person playing describes the entrance you take. So what is the entrance we take into this dungeon? Um, Some examples that I've had from previous games were like um, the entrance uh, to the dungeon was uh, a spring deep in the mountains that nobody had ever seen. Um, and nobody could could make a map to go to it, and you just had to search and keep searching, and eventually, if you found the stream, you were in the dungeon. Um, another example was um, there was like a, a high winding path going up a mountain, um, and as you got to the top of the, the path, um, there was a wide cave, cave entrance there um, that was littered with bones at the edges, and that was another entrance to the dungeon. Um, the first time I ever played this game, the entrance to the dungeon was two trees. Um, and if you stood right at the right angle between them as the sunset, you could walk through them. And if you did that, you would enter the dungeon. So definitely a lot of options there. Um, so how, what, is, what is the entrance to this dungeon? I am imagining a like completely unassuming like mine entrance Ooh, that yeah. is like clearly somehow clearly abandoned but there's no like it's not been boarded up it's not been Mm -hmm. um like it doesn't look dilapidated kind of the hill that it's built into is like real like too idyllic almost like it's like moss covered and like those little tiny like pink flowers in the moss and like it just looks too perfect. It's a little eerie. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. God, that's good. Okay. Um, and then you step through it and you enter the dungeon. When you step through it and when you enter the dungeon, what does the first room look like? So this mm. specifically, um, I'm going to, and we're going we're gonna to follow the rest of the sentence. So the oldest person playing describes the entrance you take and the first room you step in as if it were the exploration phase and they had scouted. Um, quick pause. There are three phases in this game. Exploration, combat, downtime. Like 70% of the game-ish is going to be spent in exploration, usually. Exploration is when you are going through the dungeon, when you're moving from room to room, when you are interacting with threats in the dungeon non-violently. That's all exploration. When you're interacting with threats in the dungeon violently, that's combat. And when you are taking care of yourselves and each other and taking the time to rest and recover, that is downtime. So 
exploration phase that might sound a, that might make a little bit more sense. Um, if we go down to the next page, ten, ten, I think it's actually a couple pages, thirty-three. Um, mm-hmm. There's the exploration section, the exploration phase section. So we're going to describe the first room of the dungeon as if it were the exploration phase, and you had scouted. So let's look at the scout action under exploration. So scouting allows you to describe the features of the dungeon you explore together and add them to your collective map, whether it is physical or just in your imagination. Um, When you scout, describe a room in the dungeon connected to the one you are currently in in as much or as little detail as you want. For the first room of the dungeon, um, basically what this is saying is, Ten, can you describe the first room we step in in as much or as little detail as you want? So I think it's it's weird because it's got this like almost partially sunlit quality to the air. And you know how like when light streams into a room that's like old, it's got those little dust floaties all over the yeah. place. Okay, so that's like the, the the light quality of the room, but it is definitely underground. That's so um, cool. And there's a big like marble fountain in the middle like you might find at like a hotel or something like that oh yeah you can can still hear like the trickling of the fountain a little bit like it's uh still functioning but it's not like the full power of this water feature is not being um Mm -hmm. utilized right now yeah um and i think the floor is like a different type of like marble tile. Some of the like tiles have like cracked with age through like mm-hmm. um like temperature cycles and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's like the lobby of a very fancy hotel kind of quality. But underground and in a cave? But underground and in a cave. That's so fucking cool. Oh my god. It's like a very fancy abandoned hotel. Yes. Ah, yes. that's so dope. Like, but also not like, I mean, clearly abandoned, but not creepily mm-hmm. so, which to me makes yeah. it even more eerie. You know, like it's not there's no like slime all over everything or whatever. Cobwebs. Yeah, no. That the people were like disappeared or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so after the person who scouted um, describes the room in as much or as little detail as they want, everyone takes turns answering questions from the list. So in this case, the list is, what is an interesting feature this room has? What does this room smell like? What draws us to this room? And how can we escape from it? We'll be, we'll be probably scouting quite a bit. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to be like expecting anyone to, to try to remember this, but those are the four questions that we have to answer um, together. So and everyone takes turns. You don't have to answer any particular question um, in any particular order, um, but every question should have at least one answer by the time we're done. Um, questions can definitely have more than one answer. They often do. Mm-hmm. So I guess I will start and I will say, I think this room smells like, it smells like a kind of faded perfume, um, Mm. like, uh, almost like a lilac or like a a flowery smell that uh, it's like if you had turned flowers into dust. 
and then spread them uh, throughout this room. So it's like the LaCroix of scents. Um, like you can only barely smell the floweriness in the air. Mm. Okay. I have to answer another question. The questions remaining are, and it's possible you've already answered one of these questions in the process of, um, of describing the room. So like, I would say the fountain is probably an interesting feature that, that this room has. Yeah. But you can also um, give more than one question. Answer to the, you can give more uh, than one answer to that question. I think, uh, how can we escape from it? Um, mm-hmm. In the nature of all hotel lobbies, <laughs> in my experience, uh-huh. there's an uh, ostent- a slightly ostentatious slash gaudy carpet yes. that it leads you out of the lot that if you follow it, it leads you out of the lobby area and um, to the elevators. So yes. like we could take the elevator. Hmm. Maybe the, I think maybe the, maybe the entrance you came through is also an escape from this place. Not that it would take you out of the dungeon, but that it would take you somewhere else. Oh yeah. Oh you'd yeah. Be going outside of the hotel entirely. Right, but not outside the uh, the dungeon. Not outside the mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, that's what I meant. Thank you. Yeah, to like Fairy Town or whatever. Uh huh. Sleepyville, USA. Yeah. So I oh that was, I, I accidentally answered a question. So it is your turn again. Oh, okay. Um... I just unthinkingly <laughs> answered a question. <laughs> what draws us to it? I think the smell you described is like awakens something in me ancestral. Mm. I realize that it's the smell of dryer sheets, <gasps> linen, Fuck. and it's like I mu- I must like it's it's almost um yeah it's like a sl- it's like if an aphrodisiac was like for sleep you know it's like. Uh-huh. Uh, an animalistic urge calling. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I don't have any more answers to these questions. I think we know yeah. what this room is. Okay, so the next thing that it says in Scout is, the record keeper will tell you if there are any threats in it and how they pose a danger to you. I will do so. An important thing to note also, we're going to go back up to the starting play section because this is important. You cannot avoid danger in the first room of the dungeon. Um, So avoiding danger, we'll get into more as as the officer keeps exploring and stuff. But avoiding danger is staying vigilant against whatever threats the record keeper might put in a room. Um, It is being careful and cautious as you go through the room. Um, In like a classic dungeon crawler type game, it might be like the rogue staying ahead and... um, poking at the floor with a 10-foot pole, um, using a bunch of of tools to check locks to make sure that they aren't trapped with poisonous gas or something like that. It's being careful and cautious and making sure that nothing gets the the drop on you. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, in the first room, you don't get to do that. Whatever is here, it does get the drop on you. Okay. What is a good threat for this room? I think there is a person standing in front of the fountain or a person shaped thing standing in front of the fountain it looks a little bit like um it's made out of clockwork um like gears and metal casings and glass 
And I think the face is a clock face. Not like Cogsworth, like it's a face and also a clock face. It's just a clock face. Mm-hmm. And I think they're they're a little bit faded. Um, you can tell that it, probably in better times they were shining and beautiful. Um, but right now they're a little bit dull and maybe a little bit sad for it. Um, maybe a little bit pitiable for it is probably the better better way to put that. Um, but uh, I think as you enter the dungeon, they stand there and they look at you expectantly, waiting for you to say something or do something. What do you do? They're right next to the fountain, right? Yeah, I think they're like in front of the fountain facing the entrance yeah. you came through. I think I just walk up to the fountain and like sit on the edge like I'm an angsty teen at the mall. <laughs> It's really a throwback. Yeah. Um, And I invite the, uh, I invite the clockwork creature um, to just sit there with me for a little bit. How do you invite them? Do you say Uh, something or do you motion to the seat? Or do you just have like an inviting face? I, I think I like, take their hand and kind of like guide them next to me. Ooh, that's really good. Uh, I think they look a little, I mean, it's, they don't have a face, so they can't really look confused, Um, but they do like haltingly um, (laughs) go over there. Um, And then I think when they see you sit down, they understand and they sit down with you. Yeah. I don't think there's much of anything to say to the creature. Other than, other than, yeah, I, I hope it's okay that I've come. It nods at you. It it can't speak. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, mm, you are intuitive. Yeah, it nods at you, and you can you can get the understanding that like, it's treating you like a guest. Cool. It's okay that you've come. All right. I'll see what I can do. I don't think I have anything. For you right now, but I'll keep my eyes open for something useful. I think the the automaton isn't going to stand up because are you still holding its hand, or uh, may, did I you don't, let go? Sure, yes. You let go, <laughs> or you are holding it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it can't really stand up both because you're holding its hand and also because it wants to sit next to you. Um. It seems like it might be a little lonely, and it seems like it hasn't had any guests in a long time. Um, so it really wants to sit here with you, but it also wants to acknowledge that you are doing it a great kindness by both sitting here with it and then also by trying to help it a little bit. Um, so I think the automaton does like a little half bow to you while still sitting down. It's really awkward, but but they're trying their best. Um. Well, it's also just a big relatable mood and is 110% what I would do in that situation. So mm-hmm. good job, Automaton. Good job, Automaton. We're all rooting for you. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you could come with me if you wanted, but I oh. don't want to interfere with your duties or desires or the automaton looks really torn 
I think I think after a few moments they shake their head. And you understand yeah. that they need to stay here and protect. Yeah. Or they I'll need to stay back. here and, and be a guard, or they need to stay here and be a guide. Um, but they yeah. need to stay here. Yeah. I understand. All right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can I find I have to find is there can I find a cup in the room? Sure, for your teapot. Yeah, a cup for my teapot. Okay. Uh, It sounds like you are salvaging. So salvaging is one of three actions that you do in the exploration. Or you can do all kinds of actions in the exploration phase. Salvaging is one of the three actions you can do in the exploration phase that has mechanical weight to it. So salvaging allows you to find lost, forgotten, or unwanted items in the dungeon. Salvaging costs 10 stamina. Um, Any given room can only be salvaged in twice. And when you salvage, propose the item to your friends that you want to find. So you want to find a cup, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one, preferably two. Preferably two? You could probably find two cups. Propose the uh, item you want to find. Describe what it looks like for me, please. They are. Oh my gosh. They're literally those plastic wrapped hotel cups with like <gasps> a logo yes. emblazoned on them. Yes. Um, and I think the logo, since it, it's some sort of like uh, steampunk, like these three gears next to each other make no sense, but look aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. uh, lo- kind of I logo. I can't believe this um, hotel is for nerds. <laughs> It's a nerd hotel. Well, <laughs> you know. You know. They maybe didn't rebrand as fast as they <laughs> should have when uh, the steampunk market went under, and uh, now it's abandoned. So It happens to the best hotel. Yeah. really does. Uh, yeah, so I guess I find these two dinky cups, and yeah. I uh, unwrap them, set them down, and I fill the teapot with water from the um, the fountain. The fountain. And just, I don't actually make tea. I don't actually do anything. I just pour the water for each of us, and we have a drink together. And then I then I uh, start moving on. Okay, so. Um... There are more parts to salvaging than just this, so we should we'll go over them quickly. Um, so we've described what it looks like, what it does. I don't think it needs any tags, and the items that you salvage don't have to have tags. Um, mm-hmm. But when you salvage an item, the lingering memories of its previous owner wash over you. Ask a friend to describe. Well, you only have one friend here, so ask me to describe who used the item and what they used it for. Alternatively, ask them to describe the place it was made in and the purpose it was made for. Write what they say, uh, whatever they say, write it down in such a way it can be deleted or destroyed later. Mm. So, yeah, who used it? What did they use it for? Or where was it made? What purpose was it made for? And I will tell you what memories you find. Okay, so these are just junky hotel single-use cups. Mm -hmm. But I think what's more interesting than like 
it, it's maybe whose room were they in, okay. right? Before making their way the hotel lobby for some bizarre reason. Yeah. Oh, that's a question. You see, have decided to take a vacation, come out here, and stay in the in this hotel. Um, and they are struggling a little bit, I think. You can tell that something's not quite right between the two of them. Like, their relationship has changed deeply, um, and neither of them has figured out how to resolve the feelings that they had here. Um, But I think they've decided that they're going to go down to the lobby um, and people watch, and maybe if they can see other people whose relationships looked like the one that they're in now or or will remind them of what their relationship was um each grab a cup uh and they sort of giggle to themselves as they go down because it's like they're just going to sit in the lobby and drink some water and stare at people um but it's like a way to be childish with each other that they haven't had up to this point um and i think the memory cuts off after a certain point like they get down to the lobby and then there's nothing you know yeah so an important part of this is salvaging costs 10 stamina that's all your stamina this is more important when you're playing with other people um but salvaging costing some 10 stamina means that you are at zero stamina um we start a new round in the exploration phase whenever uh everyone's stamina goes to zero or less which in this case is just you so because your stamina goes to zero or less we start a new round um this mostly matters for some specific effects it might be like a like someone gets the drop on you or something like that uh or you have a thing that only lasts for a certain number of rounds it can matter for those kinds of things but i don't think there's anything like that right now so you don't have to worry about it um okay yeah so you have got this cup uh, you have given the automaton some some water. It can't drink it, but it like puts the cup up to its clock face uh, it, to mirror you because it wants to be involved. Oh, sorry, I gave you a weird gift, buddy. I think you can tell the automaton is very happy. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So what do you do now? Um, I get the automaton's phone number now. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I think I have to move on. I mm-hmm. think, like, so mechanically, game design-wise, uh, mm-hmm. when we start a new round, like, what do I do to get my stamina back? At the start of the round, you get your stamina back. Okay, great. You recover 10 stamina. Yep. Okay. I did not know if there was... Anyway. Um, no, that's totally no. You don't have to do any specific thing to get your stamina back. It's just at the start of at the start of each round, you get your stamina back. Importantly, okay. uh, if you go between phases, you don't get your stamina back at the start of the the yeah. the next round in a phase. So, like, if you are super low on stamina and then you come upon an enemy and you decide that you have to so- solve it by violence. Um, you are going to have to start that combat round with whatever stamina you had going into yeah. it. So you got to be careful with your stamina and be strategic. Okay. Um, so like, say I, when I, if I encountered the automaton differently, 
And I was like, oh gosh, I better like hide behind the like front desk so I can like sneak around back and like attack it, whatever. And I used mm-hmm. like a bunch of stamina before I actually attacked it. Mm-hmm. Then I would have like not a lot of stamina to do that. Do so. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. The, uh, the things that you're describing aren't things that cost stamina. You would just be able oh, to okay. do those things. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's that kind of idea that like if if you had done like if you had went and found an item um, in yeah. this room and the automaton took the chance to attack you, you would be at zero stamina, and that would be very bad news for you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That is no. So I think I should go to the elevators and um, try to head on up. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, um, I don't know. How how does space work? <laughs> that's a great question. I think that's up to you to decide, my friend. So I, it sounds well, like I, Oh, what's what's up? Oh, oh, I think the elevators go up in this weird dreamscape dungeon thing, but I am actually going deeper into the mine physically mm. does that make sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense this does make it sound like you're just having a really really weird acid trip or something yeah which might be the case i don't know it's alice in wonderland who yeah. can say yeah okay so it sounds like you're scouting again yeah which is great so scouting costs stamina equal to your weapons heft right now you have the rapier and the uh Buckler. Buckler. So what you use is the higher of those two of those two hefts. So yeah, rapier is three. Yep. So it costs I'm... three stamina to scout. Okay. I'm gonna get up and get a D ten so I can just turn the die. <gasps> That's really smart. Oh my god. Ten, you are fucking mm-hmm. galaxy braining here. <laughs> Good lord. Fine. Thank you. I had never thought to do that. Okay. Just get like a red die, a red D10, a blue D10, and a green D10. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stamina and focus. That's so good. All right. All right. I think I have those colors because for a while I was a dice hoarder before I realized, uh, hey, capitalism is bad, kids. It is bad, kids. Um, yeah. Bad, bad. All right. It did sound like that was a lot of dice that you just pulled out. I did. Well, it's hard to find D10s because they are buried. No, who knew, who needs them? It's true. Not me. I don't not, play those kinds of games anymore. Not him. Sorry for the delay of game. You're fine. Okie doke. All right. So I am going to um, scout the uh, elevators, I guess. So... Um... When you scout, you get to describe a room connected to the one you're in. So you could describe the elevator if you feel like that's the room that you're going to. You could describe the place the elevator takes. Yeah. So, but uh, I think in order to keep it, like, dungeon-y, mm-hmm. like... You don't have to keep it dungeon my friend. Well... You can well, get as wild fair. as you want. Okay, dungeon and hotel accurate. Okay, okay, valid. Um, I think there is there are a number of floors that you need a key card to access. Oh, right? Like yeah. like if you if you are at a really swank hotel, 
you probably can only access the first couple floors without using your room key. Because, like, mm-hmm. they don't want scrubs up on the penthouse floor. It's true. Um, scrubs can't get no love for me. Yeah. So I think I'll, like, get in the elevator, press the elevator buttons, and jump out at, I don't know, like, the fourth floor, um, is which this is the maybe kind the of- highest. Is this the kind of hotel that doesn't have a 13th floor? Or is this the kind of hotel that does have a 13th floor? Or is this the kind of hotel that didn't have a 13th floor but does now? Ooh, I like that better. Because I feel like if if it Um, didn't have a 13th floor but it does now, that probably wouldn't be keycard locked. Okay, yeah, let's go to the 13th floor then. Because, yeah, I'm trying to decide what would be on a floor of a a hotel that wasn't there before, but is now. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Cause it's not, it's not normal guest rooms. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Okay. So my first thoughts are capitalist hellscape scenario where a corporation, an outside corporation, bought the rights to the 13th floor of this hotel. And it's filled with, like, garbage stores to, like, try to (sighs) convince the, like, people who stay there to, like, buy shit they don't need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that idea best. I I was going to say it could be, like, a maintenance floor or it could be... Um, I was going to no, say it could be like, like it could be like a thing that connects to all 13th floors in hotels. So there's just a bunch of doors yeah. and if you go through the door yeah. it will it will take you into a different hotel that doesn't have or uh, didn't used to have a 13th floor. Any of these uh, are good options. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I think it works the way you're describing it that it is the 13th floor like with a capital T. Mm-hmm. Um it's run by like I don't know, Jeff Bezos's future <laughs> terrible clone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah. And it's like Shadow Dimension Mall. God. Like there's, literally, there's like literally a Spencer's Gifts, I think, is the first thing I see. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's fucking incredible. Um, being careful and cautious, uh, making sure that no one gets a drop on you. Are you not unthinkingly charging ahead? Uh, I think I'm really, I mean, me as a person, if I see a Spencer's gifts, I'm going to be very cautious about who's going to be around <laughs> me. So I think. <laughs> That's the move there. Okay, okay, okay. Valid. So you have avoided danger. So it's an extra three stamina that's going to cost you. Okay. Um, most, a lot of things in this um, game will cost you stamina equal to your weapon's heft. So avoiding danger mm-hmm. does, uh, scouting does, um, a bunch of things in combat do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it costs you three stamina to scout, three stamina to avoid danger. Okay, cool. I am down to four stamina. So you described the room... Uh, then everyone takes turns answering questions from the list. 
Uh, I like to answer the smell question a lot. I'm going to try to move like help myself move past that by answering different questions. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you can escape it by um, finding a different elevator in this in this shadow world mall. Um, like if you find another elevator, you might be able to get out into a different hotel, um, or you might be able to get out into a different mm-hmm. place entirely. Um, so yeah. that's one escape from this place. Um, I'm going to answer the smell question because I know exactly what it smells like. And so does everyone else. It smells oh, like, tell. it smells like the person, uh, at the scent counter at Abercrombie and Fitch went <laughs> wild. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's I hate so this. I know. I'm sorry, but it no, is but what it's it really good. <laughs> um, fuck. I think it's like literally difficult to breathe uh, is how, how much perfume is in the air right now. Oh my God. That's so good. Okay. Uh, what is an interesting feature it has? I feel like there's security cameras everywhere. Um, and they mm. sort of like rotate around and uh, follow unseen movements um, or... Some of them stop and look at you and then keep rotating around. Yeah. They're like super obvious security cameras. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, there are a lot of them. There are like way more security cameras than anyone would, anyone would actually need. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if they are alive. (gasps) Oh my God. I did not think about that. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. Okay. So I don't know that I actually have an answer for what draws us to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think my answer is, holy shit, nope, not, uh-uh, uh-uh, mm, out, <laughs> ow. Like, I think uh-huh. the answer is, it deeply repels us. Like, Yeah. You know? Um, Absolutely. But, oh, okay, yes. Actually, this is exactly what happens. Okay. So it deeply repels, it, it, like the feeling of like horror is like sinking in. And then because of the fear, the like idea in the back of my mind creeps out. But I bet there's something here that's useful. And oh, like yeah. that little worm of like, if only I had the right thing. I'd be able to survive, like, creeps yeah. up. Oh, my and God. It, it's, like, in my blood a little bit now, and, like, it's hard to fight it off. That's so good. Absolutely, yes. That is so good. Are there any more? What was that? Questions you answer? I don't think so. Um. Oh, you know... Uh, I think there's an escalator. I see an escalator up, <laughs> like, mezzanine over to the left. I bet the food court's up there. Oh, I bet but, it is. Um, is that another escape? That's, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, like, a full escape from, like, Mall, mall Hell. hell? Oh, my God. Cer- <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we just said Mall Hell at the exact same time. Uh, yeah, and it was really weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a full escape from Mall Hell, but uh, but it is a new area of Mall Hell. Yeah, 
I bet there are a lot of escalators on the 13th floor, which is strange. There's just like a lot of mezzanine levels. <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's like 13.1, 13.2. I think <laughs> oh it goes God. all the way. I think it goes all the way to 13.13. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, question for later to maybe. To think about. Slightly. What is at 13.13? What? <laughs> What what is the most mall hell of mall hell? Maybe that's Jeff Bezos's office, Jeffrey Bezos's yeah. office, or something. Jeffrey. Maybe like the yeah, administrative Jeff- offices or something. Uh, do you think the mall cops also live up there? Is that where the mall cops are? hundred percent. Like- no, they've okay, got a okay. nest on like the um, fourth floor or something like that. They don't get to they don't get to go up to the higher end. Um, uh, it's. A- thing yeah okay and i think it's a literal like wasp's nest like it's like they live okay great cool all right now that we've settled that we can go back to where we are for real right now okay okay (laughs) um i'm really excited for you to just immediately leave this place and leave the mystery of the 13th floor of completely behind Um, I, i would not be sad if you did that because like the 13th floor does actually sound like it could be its own fucking dungeon yeah um, and it's okay to find. Yeah. Well, we've created a sprawling multiverse of <laughs> spirit <laughs> hotel. So. It's true. Um, yes. So, okay, okay, okay. So I will tell you if there are any threats in it and how they pose a danger to you. I think there are... So also, because you avoided danger, um, the threats don't give the drop on you. Um, you manage to hide yourself or um, position yourself in such a way they don't notice. You complete, like at the beginning um and they don't get the drop on you you can get the drop on them uh but also i think there are two mall cops here um Mm -hmm. are they just pigs in mall in officer uniforms or are they human oh i just thought of something fun okay hit me so what if i don't know how fun this is um, Hit me with it anyway, I'll let you know. Okay. The, we passionately live dangerously, my friend. Yeah, that's fair. So I started out as mildly mouse, mousy. And what if uh-huh. the more time I spend in this world, the more, like, animalistic I become? Ooh. And so, like, I think it would be interesting to, like have everything be on this like weird middle continuum of yes. like is it a human is it a pig kind like of thing like the animorph slider they're just like halfway yeah. through all okay instead of no middle sliders right now it's all middle sliders all middle sliders fuck so it's like yeah it's like some kind of weird mixture of pig and man they walk yeah. on two legs but they have hooves and they've got the pig yeah. ears, and they've got like human-looking eyes, but the face, the mouth, and the snout are all pig-like. Uh, and I think uh, they've I got think... guns on them. Yeah, I also think they're rendered similarly to the Detective Pikachu movie, where they're like, oh god, furry yeah, sorry, yes. <laughs> into it, yeah, cool, god, um, they're like. I'm, like, definitely hidden from them. Are they close to me, or are they, like, across the room? I think they are 
Hmm. They sh- one of them should be at the elevator and one of them should be at the escalator, but I think they're actually yeah. like at the donut store. Yep. Um, we're going, I'm yep. going all in here. Fuck cops. Um, it's, it's pride <laughs> month. I can do whatever I want. Um, I think they're at the donut store. Um, and they're just sort of like chatting to each other. And I think they've probably got, they're probably like facing the donut store. So they've got their back to you and they've got their back to the hallway, the mall okay. hallway, the mall way. The mall way. Mm-hmm. I run to the escalator, and as I reach the top of the escalator, I scream at the top of my lungs, be gay, do crime, and run away. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's so good. They're definitely too slow to catch you. So that's, uh, I love this. Okay, it sounds like you're scouting, maybe? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, we decided this is the food court, right? Yeah. It smells 13.2. like... Yeah, mm-hmm. 13.2. It smells like um, the barrels of oil that need to be recycled that the oh, God. McDonald's has neglected to have picked up for too long. Um, and it sucks. And everybody in the food court is really mad about it. But they're McDonald's, so no one can make them do anything. It's true. Not even Jeffrey Bezos. But Jeffrey Bezos, he's on the 13th floor. He can't smell it, and he doesn't really go down. I think, like, probably the furthest down he'll ever go is, like, 13.10. Yeah. And that's only because the bank is actually on that floor. Mm -hmm. And he likes to count his, like, money because he's gross. Because he's gross. I agree. If you, Jeffrey Bezos, are listening to this uh, to this episode of of Delver Let's Plays, uh, fuck you, uh, fuck your mom, uh, fuck everything you do. Uh, being a billionaire is unethical. Yep. I just want to make sure there's, that we're we're getting our point across. Well, and there's a really easy way to fix it: is that he just give all of his money away to all the people he exploited to gain it in the first place. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's not a difficult problem to fix. No, it's not. Stop being mad at you anytime. This is anyone. The ball's in your court, Jeff. Um, okay, yeah. Back to the game. So, yeah, so it is in the food court. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we answer questions from the list? Uh, mm, no. The okay. crate place is closed today. I'm upset about it. <laughs> Do you feel like a, a is this like a, a you are actually upset or is this like a you get the feeling that you should be upset about this or is this like a uh you feel upset but it's not coming from within you it is coming from within the mall kind so of emotion? I was making it I was making a joke for me that I would want a crate but mm-hmm. I do think in fiction um it's one of those uh Oh, the mall is trying to warp me into, like, a mall mom. <gasps> so, like, I'm starting to have, like, Fuck. fever dream, like, like I'm going to speak to your manager. <laughs> like, but the, the great place is closed, so obviously the manager isn't there either. Obviously, yes. You're going to speak to the mall's manager. I guess it's I'm going to take it all the way. <laughs> You're, like, slowly getting the haircut. Oh, Jesus. <gasps> yes. Okay. 
Uh, that's dope. I think an interesting feature of this room is, um, uh, I think most of the, uh, hmm. oh, I think there's like a bunch of mall goths, um, like a bunch of mall teens who are hanging out in the food court, uh, like sitting on tables and stuff. That's awesome. Probably like four or five of them. Cool. Pack I... of mall goths. What are the, what animals are the mall goths turning into? Are they like cats? Cats. What were you? What did you say? Zebras. Zebras. That could work. Maybe a variety. They don't have to be one animal. Yeah, that's true. That's a good fucking point. Yeah, I, I think like, there's I a like variety. Cats. Yeah, one of them is like totally an owl and just like half <sighs> asleep. Yes, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, that's so good. Um, so this place smells like, uh, grease barrels from a McDonald's that have not been thrown out properly, and there's a group of Malgots on it. Um, so we need to figure out what draws us to it and how can we, how we can escape from it. I mean, I'm very interested in the Malgots. I, I want, I want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to join uh, their pack? I want to join their pack, but also... Part of me is turning into a, a mom, so I'm a little <laughs> afraid that they're going to shun me, or that I might say something stupid to them. Oh my god. Okay, can combat be non-violent? Can you run combat without actual attacks? Because I really feel like I might end up talking to them, and then in the middle of the conversation, I might like make a full mom transformation and like be like now children <laughs> and i feel like that would constitute an attack on a pack of malgoths <laughs> so i think that um malgoths deadliest weapons are their words um and their looks and their uh attitude maybe um and so i think you could fight a malgoth the malgoths uh Without okay. using your weapons, if you also decided to use your words, your looks, and your attitude. Yeah, oh, I think it man. would be violent. I just don't think it would be violent yeah. in the same kind of way that using weapons would be. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. I just, um... Yeah. Curious. I am going to uh, approach the Malgoths, uh, and I think I'm going to try to take advantage of my... Um, steely eyes and just be like give them like a really good glare that shows i know what's up (laughs) okay did you avoid danger nope not even a little bit okay uh i'm into a new room which means i have all my stamina back right did you is your was your stamina below zero at or below zero no then you do not get your stamina back you get it back cool. when you are when you go to add or below zero. Dope. I am glad I'm going into this confrontation with four stamina. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, didn't you scout? So that cost you three stamina? So you should be at one stamina? I'm at one. I'm at one stamina. Oh. This is okay, great. Um, okay, no. so the, the pack of Malgoths look at you. Uh, and like kind of laugh amongst themselves. And I think maybe the, the like head of the pack is like a panther. Um, yes. like a panther girl. And she's like, what do you want, scrub? Uh, 
y'all seem cool. And I just yelled, be gay, do crime at some stupid pigs. And I thought you might want to yell at some stupid pigs with me, but whatever. Maybe you're not interested in being cool. It's fine. She seems really affronted that you would imply that she's not interested in being cool. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm, I'm down to, I'm down to, to, to yell at, co- at cops. Right? Right, guys? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we can go yell at cops. Where, where are the cops at? Uh, downstairs at the donut place. I left them in my dust and they could not overcome the draw of the donuts. I think they literally didn't even look in my direction. Sounds about right. They're dumb. So uh, you're going to spring. Just, we're just going to, uh, she looks a lot. She sounds a lot more nervous now that like, she's actually faced with the, the like idea of yelling at cops. Yeah. I mean, we don't maybe, have, you know, we don't have to do it right now. What are you all up to? What are, what do you like to do here? I'm new. And so I don't really know my way around. And this place is like kind of freaky. Yeah. And I'm worried about like turning into like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old, but like, I feel like I'm turning into my mother and it's freaking me out. And I thought you guys might be able to like, give me some advice for how to like stay chill in this place. Fuck. That's a really good question. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, that happens to everyone. Um, Kyle, she turns to the owl, and Kyle's like, uh, what's up? Uh, and then and then she says, Kyle, can you get out the black nail polish? Yes. Kyle's like, yeah, sure. Uh, and, like, uh, like, sleepily rummages through um, his book bag and takes out a little um, vial of black nail polish with, uh, with the, the pentagram in the circle. On top of it. Um, and the panther holds yeah. it out to you. If you paint your nails with this, uh, the mom merges will go away. Fuck yes. I am game. Is black the only color you have? Because like, and I like paint all but my middle fingers black. <laughs> like, Because it might be nice to have these guys be red. Uh, Jenny, do we have red? Or um, whatever. I think uh, oh, Jenny's the zebra. So Jenny's like, um, I don't know if we have red. Let me go check. Um, and she runs off into a Claire's that's on this floor. And then she comes running back after a few seconds. And there is like a, a, a bottle of red nail polish. Awesome. Dope. Okay, cool. So now I have a fuck you manicure. Um, uh-huh. I should double potent against mom urges. <laughs> Oh my god. Anti-mom, anti-cop. It's yes. perfect. Moms are cops, oh basically. God. Not literally, yeah, but... I mean, moms are cops that... I mean, at least mall moms are cops. Yes. Uh, it's hard to be in a position of authority and not abuse it when your entire culture is is showing you that that's the way to do it. So yeah, that's true. I don't necessarily blame moms as much as I blame even mall moms as much as I blame cops. Yeah, but it still sucks. Still sucks. Um. um yeah. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> so wait, we've got Jenny the zebra. Mm-hmm. We've got Kyle, the owl boy. 
Mm-hmm. What's the panther's name? Did we say? She didn't say. What's uh? What's your name? What do we call you? People just call me. Well, my name is Dormouse. Um, maybe you can call me Dor. That's a good name. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They call me Acacia. Acacia, dope. That's a tree, right? Yeah. I've never actually yeah. seen one, but my parents really like them. I guess. I think I've seen one, but I don't remember it very well. That's okay. Big. Do you yeah. want to go? Do you want to go? Try to think of. I try to think of what the Malgots actually do besides sit around and talk. Maybe they go um, vandalize stores on the upper levels. Yep. Maybe we could shoplift something useless. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'm around. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll come around with you. I have a goal. Um, I came into. Uh, from back there, I'm looking for a really good place to take a nap, to rest. Um, so far, I haven't seen anything yet, and it actually looks like I'm getting further away from that goal. The mattress store is but on I'm not the. Opposed to making... Sorry, the mattress store is oh. on the um eleventh floor. Oh gosh, that's far. I don't think that sounds nice, and maybe I'll look, check it out. I don't think that's the place I'm supposed to end up, though. I think it's somewhere different. Do you know how to get out of the mall? Yeah. Because I'm like, the mattress store sounds nice, but it's certainly not the, like... The legendary the, like, place. The, n- napping grounds of my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. There's a grease chute you can um, go through that will take you outside. Um you might be able to find an elevator that will take you out of the 13th floor and off to another hotel. What, what do you think? What are other ways that you could, you think you could get out of the, the hotel? Yeah, I think I should look for another elevator. I'm, I think the elevator makes me sad because I know in my heart, it won't take me back to my clockwork boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And part of me is like, I think I can feel resigned. Like if I just stay in the mall long enough, I'll be able to figure out which elevator takes me back to that hotel. Mm -hmm. But I should just keep moving forward. That's hard. Sometimes you got to say goodbye to people. Sometimes goodbye means you don't get to see them again. Maybe one day you'll be able to reunite with your boyfriend. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't think he was actually my boyfriend. I, you know, Maybe whatever. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so another option might be that there might be like mice in this mall, and they might be able to tell you something. Oh, yeah. If I was, and then I say, if I was a mouse, where would I hang out? <laughs> <laughs> the food and court's like, probably about right, though, right? Like. If you were yeah, a mouse, wouldn't you want to be at the food court? I bet they're the food court workers. <gasps> Fuck, you're right. Oh, my God. So, I mean, not to, like, whatever. Not to go all, like, D&D fantasy race. Like, this type of creature can only do one thing. Mm-hmm. No, fuck but, that. But, but, but I think, I think the, the people who are working at the food court right now, at least, are, are mice. Yeah. 
Cool. Maybe there are a couple um, of other people who are working here who aren't mice, but yeah, I think that at least are mice. Let's see. I would. I'm gonna go up to uh one of the places. What do I want? I want something fried. I want some fried egg rolls from the terrible Panda Express. Hell yeah. Um, and now I actually want that in real life. Oh, God. Um, oh, oh no. Yeah. Resist it. I will. Um, it would make me so sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so I'll go up and uh, order some egg rolls and... Uh, try to start a good conversation with uh, the workers as long as it's not too busy because I'm not an asshole. There's no one here besides you. Yeah. Now that the Malgoths have left, there's no one on this floor. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can totally go up and talk to them. Uh, what do they say? I think there are two of them. Uh, one of them is in the back, though, so they can't talk to you at all. The person up front can, mm-hmm. though. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so... So the 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 worker um is like just just two girls. Uh yes, please. Thank you. Can do. Cool. How do you initiate um, conversation with with them? So, uh, how's your day been? It seems a little slow. Um, is yeah. it always like this? Yeah, it is. Sometimes the Malgoths uh feel up to buying food, but usually they don't. So we just sort of. Um, make a bunch. Do how do you how do you keep going knowing that all your labor just is for nothing? Sorry, that got really grim really fast. Ah. Okay, okay. It gives me enough money to buy the visual novels I like. Did you say something after that? No. Okay. Um, awesome. Uh, that's fair. And a very good use of your wages, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, uh, I just have such a hard time when I know what I'm doing isn't really, like, helping people. Yeah, um, that is hard. And I think it makes me, like, I think I've developed this compulsion to help. And that even when I help in small ways, it's not enough. And I have to help more, which means I'm like pushing people away who like I could help like fairly significantly. But then like I start thinking it's not enough. Anyway, I'm on this like super weird quest now because I, I, I think I've uh I'm trying to help too much and uh I've heard that uh, there's this like really cool resting place, and um, but my people are like kind of afraid to go there. And I was just wondering if you knew anything about it. The Malgoths said maybe it was the mattress store, and that seems very anticlimactic. So yeah, I don't think it's the mattress store. I've been up there once, uh, like ten years ago, to get a mattress. and I wouldn't say that it was very restful. It was kind of stressful because the the workers there were all like you know busy. I had to take out a mortgage to pay for it, so yeah, it was rough. What? That sounds terrible. I mean, yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. 
you're talking about restful places. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, where do you, what do you find restful? Uh, um, that's a really good question. I think it would just be a nice, mostly empty room with enough sunlight to wake up to and enough shade to go to sleep to. And nothing, nothing extra, just like exactly what you needed. The right number of blankets, the right number of pillows, a glass of water just in case. Maybe that a book. Good. I think yeah. I think if I wanted a place that was restful, that sounds really good. I would want someone I care about there with me. I don't know, I get kind of nervous when I'm alone. Um, so I play so much visual novels, I guess. Uh but but um I don't know, I would want I don't know, like, I would want someone there to share the rest with, you know? I might too, but once someone else is there, there's there's a new worry. Mm, that maybe your fair. rest and their rest aren't compatible, or that it'll change something, or that you'll let them down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I think there is definitely always the dream of sharing that space with someone. Sometimes dreams aren't meant to be a reality. That's the fucking I guess truth. I'll out. I guess I'll find <laughs> out when I get there, though, huh? I bet you will. Hey, who knows? Maybe you've already been there before. Maybe. That would be a trip. That would be. Anyway, thanks for um, talking to me. This is certainly not within your uh, job description. Uh, it's okay. I don't. I don't really do anything here. I just sit at the counter, wait for eight hours, more like ten, ten or twelve hours if I'm working overtime, and then I go home and play visual novels. So it's nice to talk to someone who's real and not. Um, 2D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, enjoy your egg rolls. I'm gonna, thanks. I'm going to pay you question mark. Don't worry about it. Okay. Great. Thanks. Um, I hope I, you, I hope, I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah, you too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I... do you do now? Fuck. My first thought is I'm gonna go fight a cop. <laughs> I, think I mean, I'm you're like allowed to. Of... Yeah, but I mean, it's not a smart time to go fight a cop. I still have one stamina. You do. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna ignore the cops. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for an elevator, but I don't think there's an elevator directly in the food court. So I guess that means I take the next escalator up, and then find the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so you get to describe what room you go into. So you're allowed to describe either uh, the the next floor up, or you can skip the next floor up if you want to and just go straight to the elevator to a new place. That's totally up to you. Yeah, I think I I think there's nothing interesting. Like it's mm-hmm. more mall. Yeah. Um, I think it I'll might skip. be it might be a carbon copy of one of the other floors that you've been on. Yeah, it's impossible to know. <laughs> it really is. Um, so the elevator goes out to a different hotel. Mm-hmm. And this hotel is like in like this semi-tropical place. So instead of being like an inside inside, it's like built around a courtyard with like an open plan. And like, there's like lots of nice trees and birds and things. Um, and then it's like the hallway. It's like an apartment building almost, right? Where like the doors lead to like the outside instead of like a hallway. Oh, yeah. Or like a motel. Yes. Yeah. But it's nice. But it's nice. But it's nice. Yeah. And it's big. It's still big. It's like massive to the point mm-hmm. where like, it almost feels more claustrophobic than being inside a building the closer you get to the ground because Ooh, it's yeah. just dark, right? Yeah. And I think I'm like halfway up, maybe like floor like 30 or so. Okay. Okay. So we have to answer so- some questions. Yeah, so I scouted, which puts me in the negative. It does. So uh, I think it's not until the next round starts. So I think, like, you have to get through this room before. Totally. The round starts, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So you scouted. So let's see. So you're in this, you're in a room or like a balcony. You describe it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at like midway up the canopy, so they're like of this like massive like kind of rainforesty um courtyard area. Yeah. So let's see. There's probably like a bunch of like lizards and maybe some primates jumping around. Yeah. Like actual, like, I think, like, the animal versions of these things, not, like, the people versions of yeah. these things. Lots of bugs. Like, the sound of, like, I mean, I guess they wouldn't exactly be cicadas, but, like, that sort of, like, deafening insect sound mm-hmm. is present. And there are butterflies floating around a little bit, I think. Mm. And then you can hear birds in the distance, but they're higher up the canopy, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the door next to me, uh, or the door like one down, you can hear the the air conditioner on. And then like everything else is pretty silent. There doesn't seem to be a bunch of, like it's just as abandoned as the first hotel was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it's terrible 1950s like 
pastel colors. Uh, uh, okay, cool. So let's talk about this place. I think one escape from it is uh, ooh, maybe there's like a staircase on the side of the building. Because mm-hmm. there's no door that goes into a hallway. I think um, there's a staircase on the side that goes down. And so you, like, take this little terrace down. Uh, like, you go, like, terrace by terrace down the um, down the building until you get to the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one escape. Gosh, this is morbid. Uh, I have another escape. Okay. It's to jump. That is an escape. Um, you could you could jump into a tree, maybe. Yeah. And shimmy your way down, or you could just jump, jump. Who's to say I what think, will happen when you fall? Yeah, right. I think that impulse is like okay. So like all of these places like warp reality a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I think that impulse in my mind is like goes along with this idea that the air feels lighter here somehow like almost if you did that like you wouldn't fall yeah maybe maybe you could sprout wings in this place maybe i would become a sky rat a pigeon a pigeon could happen let's see what does it smell like Mm, I think it smells like a garden center. Like, I want it to smell like decaying uh, bark and, like, that really beautiful earthy smell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also tinged with that chemical miracle grow yeah. smell that, like, literally every garden center has and I hate. Yeah. I feel like it's super humid here, so mm-hmm. I feel like something about the chemical chemical smell. I think an interesting detail here is that uh, there is a book opened, um, like like you know, it's like how books are like opened and then you lay them down flat um, on a table mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of reading them. Um, it's like laid down flat on a table um, on this porch on this like veranda thing. Uh, Okay, uh, the author details and the cover of the book have, like, worn away, was the other thing I said. Yeah, that's an interesting detail. Okay, um, I like that. We, what draws us to the place? I'm very tired from being at the mall, I think, all day. And this place seems, while it's still, like, artificial it 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 uh has much more i guess the illusion it's going for is like opposite of the mall like you're in the wilds and whatever and i um i think part of me thinks this could be a resting place hmm that's fair are there any other answers you want to give for these questions i don't think so that's okay I will describe the threats, if any. Okay. Oh, no, no, what were you going to say? Oh, how about, how about you? Is there anything else? No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. Yeah, so I will say the threats, if any, and describe how 
uh, I think the just like the, how the mall has like a compulsion to turn you into a mom, into a mo- into like a, a mall mom. Um, I think this place has a compulsion to jump. Um, yeah. And as you look over the edge of this thing, it's really hard for you to do anything but think about it and what would happen if you did it. And specifically, I think if you try to do anything else, uh, it will cost focus. So it will cost two focus to do anything but jump. Okay. So what do you do? I, well, so I really want uh, to not jump. Uh, And I think Mm -hmm. seeing the book helps because of the conversation I just had with the um, fast food worker. Yeah. And like was talking about, you know, uh, they were talking about video games, but still visual novels. And I was talking about books. And so I think I want to go over and examine the book. Okay. So spend two focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you're salvaging? Yeah, but I also already have negative stamina. That's okay. Uh, okay. I, yeah, so if you, so basically what happens is um, you can go below zero and you can take actions when you're below zero. Um, stamina, so you can go like super duper negative. Um, and at the start of the next round, you will uh, get 10 stamina back, basically. And then okay. if you have anything left over, like, so if you're, if you're at negative, like below negative 10, um, you will be unable to act in that round, basically. Okay. But you're by yourself, so it's not as big of a concern. Unless you're, like, in a really vulnerable place. Yeah. So, no, it's totally okay. It's totally okay to go below zero. Okay. So, I'm at negative 12 stamina. And then I am salvaging the book, I guess. So, um, what does okay. it look like? I think it's, like, a small, but it's not pocket size. It's, like, um, like if you make a circle... With your hands, it's about that size of a book. It's like cloth bound. It's like a hardcover cloth bound. Um, and I think it has this really nice, like, navy blue, like almost um, sapphire color Ooh. to it. And the the tight. You said the title and the author are worn away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see that there was a place where the cover was embossed and you can just know that it had been metallic leaf there, you know, you just, there's like some residue from it or whatever. Um, That's really good. The the edges of the pages are also, I mean, I guess gilded is only gold, but uh, silvered maybe. Yeah. Whatever know when the edges of the page are metallic mm-hmm. um and that's still really like vibrant and clear even though the book is like really old and worn um what is the book about i wonder is that hmm is that part of the memory of it or is that something else like i guess the question would be what do people use this book for what do what can this book do and maybe the answer to that is what it's about. It's an address book. It oh doesn't God. have an author. That's why it's hard to read because I was looking, because I was expecting it to say, you know, 
Wuthering Heights, Ronte, whatever one it was, you know, um, I know literature, but actually when I look at the cover again and pay attention to where the embossing would have been, I can actually make it out now. And it says friends and foes. Um, And it was like clearly a custom made book for someone. Okay. That's really good. Do do you want to give this any tags or do you want to? I, so I'm not sure how exactly tags work. Okay. So Um, every item that has mechanical weight can be defined by the tags that it has. mm -hmm. Um, So like your rapier has the heft tag. It also has a range tag, which shows how close you have to be before you can use it. Um, fictionally, uh, mm-hmm. it might have other tags that show that it's, cons- that it has constraints and stuff. Um, or it might have tags that show how useful it is. I can't think of any tags that would give this that kind of fictional weight. So it's possible that this item doesn't have any tags at all, which would be totally fine. If it has a heft, that means you can use it to hurt people. Mm-hmm. If you can't use it to hurt people, then it shouldn't have a heft. Okay. I wonder if it's a talisman. Ooh. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. So the um, talisman tag means that you can cast miracles with it um, for people who are listening. So it's basically like uh, filled with some kind of blessing from a higher power or maybe some blasphemy from a lower power or something. Who knows? Um, but basically it's like this thing allows you to cast spells if you know how to use it. Right. And, I wonder and everyone does how to use it. Right? So yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you can um, call upon the people in the book. Oh, like those are the spells? Yeah, like the names and addresses and like professions and whatever detail. Like, yeah, it's like it's like Skype before Skype. It's like magic (laughs) Rolodex Skype thing. Oh, my God. That's really good. Yeah, that sounds re- that sounds really cool. I like that a lot. Okay, and then you get to ask me uh, who used it and what purpose they used it for, or where was it made and what purpose was it made for. I mm, I kind of want to know both. Ah, Rip. Um, can I ask who, how, um, how the person who used it got it? Sure. Okay. I think they brought it from outside the dungeon. Um, okay. I don't know if you get to see their face or not, but uh, <gasps> I don't think you get to see their face. <sighs> I th- I think you can. Nope. You, okay. Cause you're intuitive. You can tell that, that whoever got this book somehow became the automaton. Ah, it's, they're not, they're not an automaton. They don't have the same clock face in this memory of them. But yeah, it's the same person. You can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he brought it from from outside of the dungeon in, and just like how everyone becomes their true nature here, um, the book itself became its true nature, and it turned into something that would let him call upon the people that he knew. Yeah. If he oh. needed to help them, or if he needed their help. Hmm kind of sad to um think about this person's true nature being 
that of an automaton. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe true nature isn't the right word. Sure. Maybe it's it's like... (sighs) It's like how your true nature isn't a dormouse. You have a lot more to you than just dormouse qualities of... uh, What are dormice? They're like timid and afraid. You might feel those things, and those might be like things that you do feel strongly, but that's not all there is to you. Yeah, that's fair. Ha, uh, since the book doesn't do damage, it doesn't have any heft, right? Correct. Okay, cool. So I don't have to worry about um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. You've got the book. The, the, this feeling of needing to jump is still definitely in you. But you have acquired the book, I think. Mm. What do you do now? Can I try to use the book? What do you want to use that for? I want to open it to the front page where all address books say, if found, please return to blank. And I want to see if I can use that information to send the oh god i'm gonna give the fucking thing away immediately i'm such a bad adventurer um <laughs> you're a pretty good adventurer i am oh oh i know this is why nobody wants to play traditional tabletop games <laughs> <laughs> um uh you want to send it back? i wonder if i can send it back to the automaton do you put your name in it first your uh, name and phone number and address Yep. Mm-hmm. With the pen that's very clearly attached to it. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Although I guess mm-hmm. it would be like the information I would put in the book in this place wouldn't be as like cut and dry as like name, address, phone number, whatever. It's true. Um, so I think my address would be like cup of tea in the lobby and like <gasps> you know just like yeah. it would be like brief memories that we've had so far yeah i really like that okay and then i guess the book just goes poof and hopefully gets to the lobby <laughs> it does okay cool so uh... cross that off my list <laughs> The automaton has it now, so they could call on you if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? I think that what we're going to say is now, uh, you can't cross it off your list, but now, wherever you are, the book is an exit. The book is an escape. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you've done this. That's going to cost you another two focus. Now, what do you do? How do I get focus back again? There are two ways. You can hurt people in combat, and you can reflect in the downtime phase. Okay. So, Which we haven't, which we haven't gotten to yet. No, we haven't. That's okay, though. Um, okay. I guess the thing that I should, I should clarify there is that uh, you're the one who gets to decide what phases happen when. The, the only things that I can say vis-a-vis phases in terms of like my role in them as the record keeper is that um, I get to tell you if a phase isn't possible. So like, I don't think you could do the downtime phase here because your mind is so occupied by the thoughts of jumping. And I, 
I could say something like, I get to say sometimes like, but anytime outside of those two situations, me denying you a phase because of a threat that's here or me entering a new phase because of a threat threat that's here, um, you get to choose what phases you're in. So you get to choose when you go into combat. um, You get to choose when you went to downtime and when you go into an exploration. That's always up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I think I will try to uh, go down the stairs, but I have like 30 flights of stairs to get down. That's okay. So like, I don't know how far I would get before I run out of focus. I mean, this is a dream. So you could go down three flights of stairs and find yourself at the bottom. Oh, that's fair. I think the thing is that um, it's not the going down one flight of stairs costs two focus. It's that leaving this place without jumping costs two focus. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So are you are you scouting? Mm, I have negative. Oh, (laughs) I have negative stamina, which means I get. Okay, I get ten back. Yes, I think we're at the start of a new a new round now. Which means I have negative two stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, and scouting costs three. Yes. Cool. Where am I now? I think I'm in the basement of, like, a school? I feel like if you keep taking the stairs out of this place, you just keep taking the stairs down. And then all of a sudden you're in this weird, like, concrete-y, yeah. Like, the place I'm imagining is, like, a place from my middle school. And there's, like, all these closets that are just filled with, like, the boiler room and, like, weird mechanical shit. And, like, like I've ended up in the underbelly of the weird hotel network. And I think if I go through here... And I go out another door, I'll be in a new hotel again. And it's very like Brazil. Like there's like a lot of exposed piping and like, like it's clear the steampunk hotel like comes into play here. There's like puffs of steam coming out of something. And you're like, that has no real mechanical effect, but like it's happening. Mm -hmm. and weirdly enough there's also like a ton of fine art on the wall on the other side yeah i cannot imagine the steam is very good for it even if it's coming out of the other side of the the wall that's yeah i think uh there are a couple of paintings that are like blistering and Mm. like very clearly being destroyed yeah that sounds about right Yeah, I think the frame that one of the paintings in that part of the hallway is in is cracked and like gravity is starting to work its magic and you can literally see the painting like shifting out of the frame and like over time, like it will just fall out of the frame. Um, But that time is not right now. It smells like... It smells like the kind of acrylic. Oh, oh sorry. 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I I think this place smells like that kind of acrylic, uh, chemically scent scent that paint sometimes has. Mm-hmm. Um, that acrylic paint has. Um, and it's like mixed with the steam, so it's like everywhere in this room. Totally. What else? What draws us to it? I think there's like a magnetic pool to the art. Oh, this is this is the first room where I'm like, I really wish there were more than there was like more characters because I think it would be really interesting to see everybody's different reaction to like the art being destroyed. Oh yeah, um, because there's <sighs> like a, good point. a lot of different like right now I feel very neutral and like I'm fine with the art being destroyed because. I, when I went to art school, I had multiple teachers who, like, loved to say museums are where art goes to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, seeing this art hung on a wall in such a dangerous place for the longevity of the art is, like, just natural to me. Like, mm-hmm. that this is actually the art completing its life cycle and like art <sighs> does not have to be preserved forever. And it's the way it should be like, yeah, ever is not a healthy goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know there are people who are very passionate about art conservation. Um, and it would be interesting to see dynamics come to play yeah. here. With that. I think if the automaton mm-hmm. were here, I think he would try to to save this art. I think he would do everything in his power to make to, okay. to prevent it from being destroyed. Since I am intuitive, yes. Do I receive that feeling? I think you. I think you can get that feeling from him. That like, if you know that if he were here, he would try to save it. Okay. Since you are in charge of the automaton, kind of, is there a particular? Thing on the wall that I see that I feel like I can save one thing. Mm-hmm. No, I don't necessarily want to. I want to like do something nice for the automaton. Yeah. Um, is there something in particular I feel like he would be drawn to? That's a really good question. Hmm. Like, I guess. I could either pick something that has been not damaged very much because that would save it quote unquote the most, you know, or Mm -hmm. do I think he would want like the piece that was worst off? I think he would want the piece that was worst off so that he could help fix it. Okay. I will grab the painting that, is falling out of the frame and just take it the rest of the way out of the frame anyway and yeah roll it up and bring it with me i'm assuming it's on canvas yeah are you salvaging here is this a thing where like the memories are important or is this just like a thing where you have gramped it up i feel like maybe you're not salvaging that this is just like it's just here I think it's just here too. I think if someone does the salvaging of the the memory, it'll probably be the automaton. That's a good point. When I give it. 
You know That's what I mean? That's a very good... Yeah, I understand what you mean. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, there's a door here at the end of this hallway, right? That's what you said? A door that will take you to a different yeah. hotel? Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you want to do here? Do you, do you want to leave? Do you want to rest? There are no threats here. Um, I didn't get the chance to say it earlier, but no, there are no threats here. Okay. I think I would like to rest a little bit. Yeah. Four actions you can take in the downtime phase. Um, you can rest, which lets you restore your health. You haven't gotten into combat, so you're basically fine on that front. Um, you mm-hmm. can uh, repair, which lets you fix your items. Um, so if any of your items have been damaged, uh, you can repair them. Um, you can reflect, which lets you think about the things you've done in the dungeon, the experiences you've had so far, um, and go over like, what do I want to do better? What do I want to improve on? What have I not done so well on? Um, and just think about all of your experiences and that, that restores your focus or you can connect, which lets you, um, talk to a fellow party member or um, anything you want to uh, about your feelings or experiences so far in the dungeon and like get something off your chest if you need to. So Mm. you only get one of those that you get to do. I would like to reflect, please. Yeah. So I'm just scrolling down. Okay. So reflect, uh, reflecting allows you to think about your experiences, analyze what you've done so far in the dungeon and learn from your mistakes. Reflect when you are low on focus. When you reflect, restore your focus. Take a moment to write down some thoughts and feelings from your experiences in the dungeon. What did you struggle with? What did you excel at? How would you like to grow? If you don't have time right now, you don't have to write it down, or you can do it after the session ends. Hmm. It's like a little pause for journaling. Yeah. The thing Mm -hmm. that comes to mind for me is um, I don't even know the automaton that well, and yet I still don't want to let him go. Mm-hmm. That's very real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, resting done. <laughs> you pause and have gay, sad gay thoughts. <laughs> and now it's time. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I guess uh, so I will. And uh, is restored to 10 to its maximum. Oh, to its maximum. Or do I get 10 back? Nope, to its maximum. Cool. Yay. Yay. And I, uh, uh, I will scout the next room. Mm-hmm. Are you going to avoid danger? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it do me like that. Okay. So tell us what this new room looks like. In as much or as little detail as you want. It is the the restaurant of a different hotel Ooh, i think this one is very modern and chic like yeah that shitty minimalist design (sighs) that like almost looks like it comes from the ikea catalog but you know (laughs) it 20 times as much and it's like okay maybe the curve of this chair is slightly more elegant than the IKEA copy of it but it is not worth $3000 per chair. I'm still bitter about the way lots of artists use their talents. I think there are oh god this is horrifying. Uh-huh. The 
restaurant did not deal with its declining popularity well. Uh oh. There are currently mannequins in about 80% of the seats in the restaurant. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, welcome to this horror movie that we've stepped into. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the oh, whole I... thing has kind of been a horror movie, but... That's true, but it's been, like, a in a gay way. Yeah. This is now just a horror movie, <laughs> like, the, the, like, Hollywood kind of way, I think. Yeah. Well, okay, actually, maybe one of... Maybe the automaton is in one of the seats. Then we can make it a horror movie in a gay oh. way still. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's in one of the seats. Maybe it's, like, it's, like, the kind of thing where it's, like there's a spotlight on him um, or on the yeah. table that he's at, even though there's not on any of the other tables. It's like you, you enter this room and you like immediately see that's where he is. I think there's like a candle lit on the table. Uh, you know? Yep. Uh, okay. Let's make it, let's turn it into a horror romance movie. <laughs> I love, yes, I'm down. Um, um, what else is here? Or what are the questions we need to answer? Oh, well, are there appies on the table already? Like, like appies? how? Oh, appetizers. appetizers. I forgot that you worked at a restaurant for a long time. And so I was like, what does that word uh, mean? No, I, this is just me being dumb. That's not a restaurant thing. That's just me. <laughs> cute. It's a 10, it's a 10 but, thing. It's a 10 thing. Um, I did in fact call chicken nuggets nuggies for like an hour the other day. So, <laughs> I love my chicky nuggies. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I think there are appies on this table. Cool. Um, I think the automaton ordered for you. That's incredible because he can't eat them. He can't. Um, I hope they're delicious. Uh, I think he hopes I so will, too. <laughs> yeah. I'll go up to the table um, and be extremely bashful and bl- blushing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, hi, do you, m- it's nice to see you again. Do you, um, where you- He does a little wave. Someone else here? I could wait he with sh- you for a he while. He shakes his if- head and, and motions for you to sit. Okay, great. I do so. Did you get the- Oh, I have something for you. Um, and then I pull the the painting out of, I assume, my backpack or whatever. Or something, yeah. Um, can, clocks, can clocks blush? Yep, can now. Okay. They can now. Um, so, what does that even look like? I, maybe, maybe, um, maybe it's the the hands on the clock go to a certain position. Like, I think if they're yeah. both both upright, like, both at the top, it's, like, surprise. Um, and when they're both out at the side, uh, it's, like, blushing. And when they're both at the bottom, um, it's, like, uh, like a more normal face. So yeah. I think, I think uh, when... I, th- I don't think the clockwork... Um, I don't think the automaton, I should say. Uh, I think they were, like, normal when they saw you. They weren't, like, surprised. Um, but then when you were, like, I have a gift... Uh, the hands on the clock immediately went to the top and then yeah. they went down to the um, middle now because they are blushing. 
because he is blushing. I like explain. Oh, I saw this and it was uh, not doing well. And I thought, you know, maybe it was its time. But then I thought that you might want to take a look at it and see if there's anything you could do. So I was holding on to it for you. And anyway, here you go. Um, God. I don't think we ever decided what it's a painting of, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it matters. Is it, so. a, is it a painting of, like, you? Or a painting of him? Or a painting of you both? Oh, God. Uh. Ah. Uh, oof. So, if it's a painting of me that's being slowly destroyed and I hand it over to my romantic prospect to fix it, I don't know that that is a thing that I would like, metaphorically speaking. Um, okay, here's what it is. It's a painting. So, it's the painting of the hotel room that the couple who shared the cups that was in our first scene, the painting of the room door. Yeah. That's really good. I like that a lot. Okay, so he looks at it carefully and he nods a lot and you can tell that he's really thankful that you got this for him. That it means a lot that you would think of him that way. Yeah. I try. You got him two presents today. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. You returned one thing and then. Yeah. Cup cup present was a bad present, so I don't know if that counts. But Oh, that's three presents. You're just fucking on a roll romancing him. I was thinking of the uh of the the contact book. Look, yeah, but that's just basic human decency. Yeah, that's true. Turn items to people they belong to. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still really nice. You did a lot of nice things for him today. Ah. Uh, so you have a, so you have a very gay dinner. Yeah, we have a very gay dinner, and I admit that I am becoming quite tired. Um, that. A lot of adventuring has happened much, much more than I am used to in my daily life. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think he nods. Um, I think you get the feeling like I think he gets up from the table after you're done eating. Um, and uh, you get the feeling like he wants you to follow him. Okay. I do. I think he takes you to a room he like goes through the hotel and takes you to a room um which i guess means you're scouting question marks oh yeah cool so what is the room that he takes you to um i think i think it's my room like my literal bedroom oh my god that's really good like i've got all the things I need, and maybe, ah! may, maybe it's maybe when I look around, I'm like, there's a couple more things in here than I actually need, but that's a good reminder to like keep going, yeah, with like my goals. 
and it's yeah it's just comfortable it's the way i it's the way i want it to be yeah yeah um i think he like would you like to sleep i would thank you can i join is that okay sure yeah 